I'm John Paul Murphy. I'm Christian Humes. And I'm Tom Caswell. And you're listening to Watch World. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. This is, uh, we're I get discussing Game of Thrones, Season 8, Episode 5, titled The Bells. The penultimate episode. Hell's Bells. The Episode 9 of Season 8. Yes, the biggest one. Uh, joining us, as you heard in the uh, in the intro, is uh, from the Unranked Podcast and a pretty extraordinary man, Mr. Tom Coswell. <laughs> good, good to be here. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on this second to last Game of Thrones discussion. Are you guys sad it's ending, or are you happy that it's going to be over? Oh, I uh, neither. I mean, okay. I feel yeah. like it's it's the right time. Yeah, I definitely think that. Um, I'm I'm happy that it's over in the sense that I don't think I can take much more of just the internet after Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm just kind of <laughs> glad for that to be over. Um, although something tells me that that isn't going to end anytime soon. But I agree with Chris. I, I think it's the right time. I think that um, it's I'm kind of neutral. And I, I'm excited for it to, to end and to see how this all wraps up. Yeah, especially knowing we're going to get, like, spin-off series and stuff. Yeah, it's not over. We're going to go back to this world in yeah. some form or another. Um, I think I would be more bummed, like, I'd actually be, like, a little apprehensive about it going away if there was no sign of that. But because we know they've already, I think, at least greenlit a pilot, right? Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure uh, they officially announced they, they that. Was, they've officially said that they're working on the, a prequel series that's based on the Age of Heroes, which is, like, 10,000 right. years before the current yeah. events. So I want to see that. Like that I'm in, I'm all in for that. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I think it's it's about time. You know, the show's been on for now 9 years. Um mm-hmm. so it's it's been a journey, it's been a ride, and it's about time to <laughs> land this plane before the things Not really start falling off, you know. So um But yeah, I th- so I think it's I think it's ready. And th- this episode overall before we jump into specifics starting at the beginning, I think this kind of felt like movie three in a trilogy, Return of the Jedi, the Death Star's blowing up. Like, it felt like that type of, the f- the kind of finale of a movie mm. where a lot of characters are trying to get to his different places and there's a time bomb going off, basically. And so you have all these moments where destruction and random bricks are just falling <laughs> on things and... Characters are having these one, you know, one-off moments with each other, but it did feel like the Death Star blowing up type of moment of the show. Yes, it did. Definitely a quite more a <laughs> different quite a tone, big moments. but yeah, <laughs> agreed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so any other general thoughts about the episode? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of things went the way I expected them. I didn't find this to be unexpected. Um, You know, I think it's fair to be disappointed in the choice Danny makes at the end. But at the same time, like, this is what happens when you think you are a part of divine intervention. When you think the gods have willed you to rule this land that you weren't raised in, that no one cares about you. Like, she has no reason to be here. And she is like a foreign invader. And she's basically just become the monster everyone always said she would be. So, like, you know, it's it's very, like, self-fulfilling prophecy that she, she has here. But, like, she, honestly, she should have just left, turned around, and ruled Essos. You're yeah. not too late you know? for that to happen. Yeah, it's not. But also, at the same time, like, this is all Tyrion's fault. <laughs> yeah, this whole episode, I was shaking my yeah. head at everything Tyrion did. There's a couple nice from, moments from with him. From day but... one. 
she arrives in King's Landing. She was like, okay, I'm going to fly with my dragons. We're just going to kill her. We're going to go to the Red Keep. I'll melt down the Red Keep and kill her, which didn't mean attacking all of King's Landing or anything. She was like, I'm just going to take down Cersei, and we'll, this will be done. I'll have the Iron Throne, and then all of us with the North combined can fight the Night King. And he was like, no, 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 no. We shouldn't do that while you have Highgarden and Yara and Three Dragons and all the Dothraki and all your Unsullied. We should wait until they have a weapon that's, like, super powerful. You lose most of your, like... Like, he, he made her lose everything to protect people he couldn't protect that don't actually care about being protected. Like, it, it he's an idiot. And he's he is the real thing people should be disappointed with and not Danny. He, like, gaslit her, basically, into this situation. He was like, you're going to become, you're, you're being crazy. You're being crazy. Like, he cost all these lives. Because if she had just attacked them at the beginning when she had first arrived, it probably would have been much cleaner and quicker. I, I would agree, I think, Tommy. Yeah, I, I think that <clears throat> are there issues with the execution of this season in general and this episode? Sure. Is this the worst television thing to ever happen? <laughs> like, far from no. it. I think this is still uh, great television. Um, and I think that the fundamentals are definitely very solid. And I agree. Like, we've seen Danny, we've, we've seen what Danny would do if she didn't have, uh, people that she cared about kind of holding her back. And she's lost everyone very quickly, very violently. And so she's a, a little bit unhinged. I've had discussions with work friends and they've suggested alternate. Uh, ways that everything could have shaked down that could have been uh, eased Danny into this role a little bit better. And like you can do that with any th- series of television until the cows fucking came home. I, yep. I think that um, it, was, it was executed fine. Um, and I think with Tyrion, I think, sure, people can be disappointed, and rightfully so. But looking back at it, especially after re-watching everything recently... I think that it's ama- it's it's interesting because Tyrion was kind of like the when he was the most morally just character among seas of just the worst people. He was this uh, great innovator because he was like trying to undo and work against all of these um, you know t- t- tyrants, quote unquote. And then when it when it was kind of reversed and he entered a field where he was now the kind of scum, quote-unquote. He was the, the most um, morally derived, and he was coming from, from being, you know, ties with the Lannisters, and that whole side of him just kind of crumbled. Um, again, I think the execution definitely, obviously, can always be improved, but I think the fundamentals with every character has, is justified, and definitely, yeah, I think... Yeah, I, I don't think this was unjustified. Her turn... She lost everything. She had no one. She had nothing left. Like, and she did all that in the name. Uh, like she did without her, all of Westeros would be destroyed by the Night King. It's like sure, Arya is the one who killed him, but they would have been overrun and destroyed had yep. she not been there. Like that, yeah. that would not have taken place. It's yeah. like she saved this land, and they're you know so like rightfully so. The fact that they're not banning behind her, she was like, okay, well, it's fear. That was what she chose yeah. to go with. I think she probably could have, she did enough fear when she had taken down King's Landing without massacring all the civilians. Uh, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, she, she had a moment earlier in the previous season with the Tarleys in which, you know, when she smoked them, she gave them a choice. Like, bend the knee to me 
present your you know so fealty to me which some of like the tarley's troops or the captured uh tar you know tar uh, uh right. troops did but they did not the tarley's you know were defiant and they died for it and so it was interesting that she decided to forego that option for the people of king's landing well, she, she didn't though she because did last she, week that was the last yeah that was last week's thing she showed uh, up yeah that's true that was literally the whole point of that which that seems so ridiculous but that's why that scene's important you know? Yeah, but that's sort of like th- saying that in the in the last week's episode, it was because you know Cersei is standing at the forefront of King's Landing. She's standing on the uh, on the walls. She is the face of King's Landing at that moment. In this episode, yeah. she's standing in her castle. You know, and I'm not saying it's right what she did, but I also don't think it's completely bullshit. Yeah. Also, I, mean, you I know. think the logic in in her mind a lot was kind of like if I roll in with a dragon and we have this conflict if i end it if i stop it where it's just they've surrendered there's going to be there's these thousands of people that are not are not going to be fully under my reign whereas right. if she's weighing it against the like let's just wipe everyone out from king's landing people will be so fucking scared of me uh, across the rest of westeros and i'm not going to have to deal with some kind of unruly subjugated I, I look it's not the decision i would have made but i th- no again i think that it, it was justified for the the turn that her character was taking yeah i had a theory that um benioff and weiss since they were you know before they i guess abandoned the project they were gonna do that whole confederate tv show <laughs> idea <laughs> yeah and so i thought they maybe injected some ideas of they were studying like the civil war in the south mm. and were injected some of that in here where you know, when the, the South was the Phoenix of War, it's like they were utterly destroyed. Their entire infrastructure, like, you know, General Sherman burned Atlanta to the ground and basically, you know, tore, a, you know, a path all the way to the sea. And like it was kind of, and then reconstruction happened. And so it was kind of all like, how do you rebuild something that institutionally is so corrupt in a certain right. way? And she is going the most extreme way, which is like, I'm just going to kill everybody and just literally she said burn root it down. and stem. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, <laughs> she, Cersei's the root, she but she had to get rid of every them. every part of the weed. And, it, and it's funny when you think back to like Tyrion's uh when you think back to Tyrion in like season 4 and he's on trial, he's like I would have fucking killed every motherfucking one of you if I could have. Oh yeah. <laughs> also think back earlier to season 2 when Cersei is with Sansa and she's talking about like there are no liberators, like there are no heroes. They're going to come in here and they're like whoever wins this it doesn't matter. Like the people of King's Landing are going to get raped and ransacked and burned and killed. Like that's what, and that's the whole point of this. Is like there, yep. n- none of these people are good guys. When you play the game of none Thrones, of you either either win or you die, and that's yep. and so no one's good. And, and speaking of playing the game, well, no, well, uh, um, but before I just one last thing on Tyrion. Um, I guess I guess when we get to his scenes, we'll talk about Tyrion more. Um, but let's just like right at the beginning, let's just talk about Varys, I guess, because that's really the opening of this episode. The first part of this episode is Varys. Yeah. Well, I was going to go over really quick. So we have our fantasy league we've talked about oh, a couple yeah. times. I just want to chime us in on points. So th- these were the big new scores of this episode. A lot went down. Um, we had, does Cersei survive? No, that was worth 10 points. Will we see Clegane Ball? Who's going to kill the mountain? Um, will Jamie die? Will the hound die? Um, who is the younger, more beautiful girl to cast Cersei down? Nobody. Uh, <laughs> no, da- Danny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's more like the ceiling. But no, Danny drove her down there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just because she physic, 
She literally went down below King's Landing and then was buried from it after Danny <laughs> blew it up. Um, will King's Landing be blown up? Uh, and will Cersei give birth? Will Jamie die? And that's it. So, a lot of points were given out. Um, Tom, you did not do so well on this episode. Um, John and I, on the other hand, uh, let's just go over points. So, first place, I have 77 points. <laughs> Second place, John Murphy, 74 points. Third place, Therese, 57 points. Fourth place is Brittany, Alex's wife, 56 points. And tied, uh, uh, fifth place is Alex with 55. And tied for last is Tom and Dan Jesus. with 54 points. <laughs> um, you guys just didn't guess certain things like who would kill, um, who's going to kill the mountain. A lot of people thought it was actually going to be Arya. Uh, would we see Game Ball? A lot of people said no because they thought Arya would kill him. Um, a lot of people thought Cersei was going to survive and that Jamie would survive. King's Landing wouldn't get blown up. A lot of things like that. So, I mean, you know, this is a, a big bet episode. I got to tell you right now, I think John won this. Um, oh, yeah. The two biggest points are who's going to have the Iron Throne, who's going to rule Winterfell, and I think I have them reversed. John, mm. you have essentially the opposite of me. You have mine swapped. Uh, you put Sansa and other. I think you're going to win this. I think you're going to take it home. Um, it's, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of big points. One thing I'm curious about, right? So earlier in the in the season, we had who is Azura High? And we gave no one points because it felt like the prophecy wasn't actually going to be fulfilled. Yeah. Assuming John kills Danny, that would make John Azura High. And it just means that the prophecy was misinterpreted because all it says is that he would stop the darkness that would take over the world and not actually the Night King, um, just but like all the other prophecies. But that that's not always... a that's like sort of interpretation of the prophecy. It also well, no, Arya... because the prophecy doesn't say who the darkness is. The prophecy just says that it would that he would kill uh, the whole thing. So, I mean, if John kills Danny, it also works for Arya. by driving a sword through her. That is the prophecy of Azarahai. It also works for Arya if Arya kills Danny. Uh, that's yeah. Yes, I, I think we should call true. up George R. R. Martin and get, <laughs> well, get a confirmation cool. of this. Yeah. How you fe- how um, you feel about this shit, George? Let's all like take a flight over to New Mexico and find his like train station to like. <laughs> and next next episode is whatever supposedly the big shocking reveal is because remember there were multiple like shocks that according to D and D and George R. R. Martin, George said that there were three big secrets essentially of. A Game of Thrones, and that the last of the three would wouldn't be until the last thing that we see on the show. Apparently, that like sort of ties stuff. It's some uh, kind it's, of a reveal. It's when it's when one of the main characters wakes up and it's all a dream. <laughs> well, I feel like it's there's a good there's a there's a good chance it's just this is all a book that we're reading, and Sam got tired towards the end, so he just sped up the last couple chapters. Is this him waking up like? He's <laughs> like, and that's the telling of a song of fire and ice. That's how it happened in history. And it's like the last moments were pretty fuzzy. I was having a lot of sex with Gilly, and I was far away in Winterfell, and well, it was cold. I was tired, didn't have as much time, ran out of paper, had to make it all. <laughs> Happen a lot faster. But like the other ones, for instance, were like Hodor, you know, hold the door. That was one of the big shocks. So this is considered mm-hmm. the third of, of them. Mm-hmm. So that's, okay. uh, I am curious to see what that will be. Um, so yes, let's jump into Varys at the start, John. Yeah. So uh, Varys is, he shoots his shot. <laughs> and, you know, for a character that, unca- like, that the, for the whole, since really, what, episode two or three? When they got to King's Landing in the first season, like he's been this crafty, 
always has got a plan. This felt like a really, he had no options and he just was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to see if I can convince John to take over the throne, you know, take over the, <laughs> to be the one. So we have this little bird that's under her, his em- employee who he's- Martha. Who's basically, ch- he's using her to check in on Danny, see how she's doing. A lot of people online assuming that his line when he says, we'll try again at dinner, um, the greater the risk, the greater re- the reward, is insinuating that he's using this girl who usually works in the kitchens to poison her food, but she's not eating. It, mm. How do you guys, do you believe that? Like, what do you think about that? I don't know. It's possible. Um, yeah. yeah, I can see it. I think the, the more interesting conversation of Averis here, I think, is what did he know? Because... I actually think this is a really revealing moment for Varys because he's always had that specific saying that he serves the realm. And we know from Melisandre that when he was made a eunuch and his parts were by the wizard were thrown into the flame that he heard a voice. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you're, you know you're going to die here. So like, what did he know? Did he maybe hear that like a John king or a Tuck queen Aaron. or something? Well, no, he probably heard <laughs> something that's, that King's Landing was going to get destroyed mm-hmm. and that he was going to die in that fire. informed him. Yeah. So like that either he was going to die in the flames or King's Land and King's Landing was going to burn. It was going to be some combination of that. Like that's got to be it cuz that would actually explain why he's always specifically said for the realm. You know, because maybe he's felt like his whole life it's up to him because he knows it's actually all going to just come crumbling down. And then again, if like these things they just become self-fulfilling then because he does he he is he's behind so many of the poor decisions that lead to this. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe it, and his thing is like like he said, for the realm. So he's about keeping the system in place that was there. He just thinks that Danny can sort of change at the top, you know, the people that run the system, but it'll, everything will still be in place. And I think he's realizing that that's not going to happen. So he has to take a drastic measure, I guess, to, to stop it. Do you think he got any messages out? Because he seemed to be like... Oh, he definitely did. Yeah. He was just yeah. rewriting the same message and sending it out. Yeah, that's why that's why she uh, lost her shit. He definitely got messages out. I don't know that if she knows that, but well, I think the reason why he gets sort of caught is essentially he because he talks to Jon Snow. He like goes to him and just like, "Hey, I know the secret that you told your sister." Well, Tyrion like, said, tells Danny, he's like, "Hey, Varys is planning to betray you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lot, but, but it's yeah. A lot of people but he did that moment wondering with... why. Oh, why did Varys get caught? Was it because I was like, no, Tyrion said to Danny, Varys is betraying you. Like that's why he was. But, but I prior think... to that scene, though, but prior to when Tyrion comes in and mm. she's kind of basically kind of already knows that some that some essentially he knows and Varys knows because Varys talked to John and was sort of. You know, kind of like weaning it on the beach there. It's just yeah. kind of like, hey, <laughs> before we get up to the castle. <laughs> like this feels, I feel like this is uh, Brand's the mastermind behind all of this in a way. Okay. Well, because had, had, so had John never known, none of these events would have taken place. He and Danny would still be hooking up. He'd become her king. The North would be way more united in this, in this front. Like, Sansa would still be like, oh, you just love her. And he'd be like, yeah, I do. But, like, I'm your brother. We're family. Like, And she'd be like, yes, we are family because we're Starks. And, like, none of that would have happened. She wouldn't be worried about this claim. There couldn't be a betrayal from Tyrion. There couldn't be a betrayal from Varys. It feels like 
Bran kind of put the pieces in place here to make this happen. I don't know if there was any necessarily any intention on his part, though, because when John is like right before John's about to tell or, you know, um, reveal to Sansa and Arya, he looks at at Bran for almost approval. And Bran's like, hey, it's your choice. So for me, that made it seem that like the only reason Bran told John is because he felt like John deserved to know the truth. Versus him being like, ooh, if I tell John, John can't help but tell people because he's a fucking idiot. And then Sansa's definitely going to tell Tyrion. I don't know but if all of that was going to can't he see what's going to happen? No, he can only see the present and the past. Oh, okay. I thought he's... He can't okay. see the future. Yeah. No. And he's just like, hey, baby, I'm just watching the game. You know, I can't, <laughs> I can't partake <laughs> in, this, in this game here, you know? It's like... Uh, yeah. He, no, I, he, yeah he, he can't see the future, I don't think. And it's like he's no longer really Bran, he's the three-eyed raven, so he's just a sort of, he's more of an object now. Right. Than that, that, that gives me more of the reason to distrust him, because he's not Bran. He has no actual allegiance to John, and yet he's getting that trust and power from John, Sar- Sansa, and Arya, as if he still was Bran, even though they know he's a freak. Yeah. I mean, he could also, he maybe sees the events and is saying the Starks together are stronger than this other path that they were going down, which was John sort of marrying Danny and being his sort of his his lover and or her lover and then kind the of the scene where John and Danny are together and she tries to hook up with him and he like clearly wants to but can't because he's also grossed out with it. Yeah. I'm like, just do it. Yeah. I saw someone on was, Twitter say like he, I was saying it. I'm like, just do it. Like just do it and then like but then he ant zoned her as someone pointed out. But I, I do going back to Varys real quick. I do think that his like his final scene, the final bit with him and Tyrion, and then Drogon kind of emerging from the shadows, and I thought this was all just done very, very well. I thought this was a fitting end to this character, and I think that whatever he, even though he's gone, there's definitely implications from whatever he sent out, and uh, I really, I really liked that scene, and I really liked him just kind of going off in the beginning. And I think yeah. at that moment, I was like, oh, shit, like we're going to lose like how we thought we were going to lose people at the Battle of Winterfell. We're really going to fucking lose people here. So. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting. I mean, it's about but, damn time. And <laughs> the first scene that we ever come to Dragonstone is people getting torched on the beach. And we end with Dragonstone with people getting torched yeah. on the beach. So. <laughs> so it's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> oh, God. He was there. I know. He was there through the whole thing. He was on the shadows. <laughs> George strikes again. <laughs> Remember when King Robert wanted to kill kill Danny at the beginning and Ned was a fucking tool? Yeah, the Stark's men are kind of tools. So yeah. I actually like that they make Arya look like Ned as much as possible. Like they dress her, they do her hair the same mm. way. Like they make her just look like a mini little Ned all the time. Mini Ned. Um no. Okay, so let's get to the real meat of this. Um, well, okay. They... So now we get to the Tyrion's scene, basically, where they're discussing their what the plan is, uh, because the Northern armies are now arriving at King's Landing, right. um, and Tyrion basically pleads with Danny one more time about, "Hey, don't just destroy King's Landing. Like, let the people give them a chance to ring the bells," as he would say, um, which is the title of the episode, which means would signify that they've risen up to basically surrender to yeah. the main force. Which you had to know they would ring the bells because they wouldn't add that context 
yeah. like have the bell set piece and then have it not be right. Uh, he says it like three times. Like, yeah, he says it to Danny. He says it to John. He says it to Jamie. Uh, yeah. And then like the opening shot right before the battle is the shot of the bell and then the Iron Fleet in the distance. So, like, you know, those bells are getting fucking wrong by the time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Absolutely. show is over. And someone pointed out in season two before the Battle of Blackwater, the bells are referenced in like that, but as a different way, not as a term of surrender, but as I think something else. So it's almost like Tyrion in this moment potentially actually is lying, mm. actually what it means per se. Mm. I don't know. Um, I, I feel like at this point, I don't know. I don't think there's <laughs> any real about faces or like. Subversion. I think the bells mean that the fight is done. Like, I don't think it necessarily means surrender right. or victory. I think it just means that the fight's done. So mm. if you're losing, like, you're fucking giving up. Yeah. But if like you've won, over. like, tell them to if stand down. If the bells ring and, and that dragon's still them. alive, you, you know, like, right. that's the winning side. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, Tyrion so does uh, the dumbest thing in the world and then frees Jamie. Yes. Like, because Jamie like, somehow there... can't get past lines. So. <laughs> Aside from the fact that I think that like their their goodbye scene is actually one of my favorite moments from this episode, like I really loved. Yeah, uh, I I've always felt kind of indifferent about Peter Dinklage's acting. I just I sometimes think it's fine, sometimes I think it's really bad. I felt the emotion here, and I was really, I was I really felt like man, yeah, like Jamie is all he had for like the longest fucking time. Um, that being said, though, I can't believe that he frees Jamie and then there's no consequences for that. That is like one of my big gripes for this episode is that. Oh, well, he's going to pay for it. Oh, yeah. There, there's no consequences yet, but mm. I think he knows yeah, that he's basically his head is on the chopping block. Yeah. His, his risk was that he was hope that he'd free Jamie. Jamie would get Cersei out and no and like surrender the city and right. that Danny wouldn't know that. And so wouldn't care that. Jamie got free, um, and then and then it'd be fine. And as long as he, because ultimately, like this is this is the realization I came to, and this is why I kept shaking my head. The episode was that he's never going to give up on his family. He's never going to yeah. give up on Jamie and thus Cersei as well. And yeah, he's, he's a fool. He's gonna, and that's going to be ultimately what kills him is that he was he was too loyal to the idea of what his family was, even if his family like, didn't. I like feel him. like and that Tyrion's choices and motivations and his blind trust in his family um is exactly the same as all the audience members who choose to willfully ignore all the terrible decisions danny has made throughout the series sure so when she finally go- goes and does like becomes ape shit like crazy in this episode um it's just like Tyrion, like yeah. being like what oh no and if you look at <laughs> like, all I'm... of if you look at all of the lannister characters they're belief in their family and their belief in their the legacy and the Lannister name has always yeah. been their undoing. So it's been family first. That's and, what they always said. Yeah, and you know, I think a, a, a lot of people have issue with how Jamie's been handled. I think him returning to Cersei, I didn't know whether it was to kill her or to no, kind no of way. spend those last moments with her, but I also think yeah, I mean, like these like well, you people forget that there's like years, like 20, 30 years of these people's lives that we didn't see. Cersei was everything to Jamie for like 99.9% of his life. It was only they had three children. Yeah. And she's pregnant with his fourth. Like three to quarter. Yeah. <laughs> three to Almost quarter. there. So, um, 
but I, I thought that goodbye scene was was really touching. And I mean, yeah, I guess we will see the consequences of that decision next episode. Yeah. Molly. No, I, I really enjoyed this moment between them. And um, I enjoyed the moment before that with uh, Tyrion with the Unsullied guards. And he's like trying to speak their tongue. And then they're just like, yeah, we speak common tongue. You don't really have to <laughs> um, try. Yeah, well, they had to give him one more fun scene. Yeah. Because that'll be the last he ever has. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, going quickly back to in Dragonstone when Grey Worm is with Daenerys and she calls him like Torgo New, like Nudie? Yeah, Torgo Norgo or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's kind of out of nowhere. But <laughs> I guess that's his like name before he yeah, was a slave. I, Although like there was that whole thing. He didn't know what his name was. Yeah, I guess so. I don't. I don't really know what that that was. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Torgo has like connotations with Mystery Science Theater three thousand. So like, one, there's a lot of people on the internet. Going. It was a very convenient thing for them to do, and this is just a little thing. But like the fact that like <laughs> the fact that Tyrion convinced Davos to like help smuggle Cersei and Jaime out of King's Landing didn't really make too much sense to me. I don't think it's it's the one magic power we've never seen is Sir Davis's smuggling ability, <laughs> yeah. like how how he's able to do anything. He's just like, all right. I just don't know I'll if just... he would have ag- agreed to that. I don't unless Tyrion positioned it like, hey, like if if we're able to do this, like this might mean the you know. I guess like we can the, save every like a lot of people. Saved, right? Yeah. yeah. I guess. It's like we're you know very likely a lot of people are going to die, and there's a chance yeah. we can save everybody. So and Sir da- and Sir Davis this whole time it's been really the most morally in the in the green i think out of a lot of characters mm-hmm. yeah he's definitely uh, he's on that been, side of the equation so um you know so is that and that brings us to yeah, the big day we gotta, get, we gotta get to the actual thing here yeah let's let's do this um they're all lined up they're gonna fight there's gonna be a big fight a lot of people over there right yeah we all know how this is gonna go yeah euron's waiting when the ships yeah uh, so this is this is something I want to bring up from the books because um, Euron is I think the one character I'm most disappointed with their portrayal of in this series. In the books, he is so powerful. Like so, this guy, and they mentioned it like offhandedly in the show, but he sailed all over the place. He sailed all over Essos. He went to Old Valyria. He has magic, like he has the dragon horn, um, so he's able to call and control a dragon. He also like his his ship basically. But he says it was like I am the storm, like I bring the storm. He like actually like, does, like yeah, <laughs> like he, so he's fearsome. So the idea that he actually might kill one of the dragons in the books is very realistic. My guess is that it would be him using the dragon horn to control Rhaegal, and then Drogon would have to kill it because these scorpions are basically D and D were like, oh, we don't have time to introduce all this new magic. It's going to be too much for people, so we're going to give them like technology yeah. instead. And it made it a lot lamer. But I think everyone who's saying what happened to the Scorpions being so good against the dragon are forgetting the fact that they were just, like, cruising, like, barely faster than that ship was. And here Drogon was just fucking going all out, like, max speed. Like, there is probably a clear difference between hanging with the boat and then just busting ass when you're a dragon. Uh, I've come to kind of terms with the Scorpions of the sense of, like, yeah, they when they've been attacked by it before, it was completely unexpected. And this is not Rhaegal. This is Drogon, who is faster, stronger than by far than Viserion and Rhaegal. So I understand that. At the same time, though, it's, they had so many of them. 
and there were so many close calls. So it's not even a case of, like, we see one whiz right by Danny's head. So it's not even a case of, like, oh, is it unbelievable that not one of them hit Drogon? No, but, like, like I thought last week when we have the preview and it's Euron kind of, like, looking up and he has, like, this shocked face, I thought it was either going to be the dragons in armor or, like, the fucking thing is coming right from on top of them. So there's no way for them to aim. But, like, <laughs> they could see Drogon. Like, from yeah. so yeah. far away, and giving them enough time to shoot, like, if Drogon had gone down, that would have been the end. That would have been it. Yeah. yeah. But I think, so... I think really because he was actually coming at them, I think it's just different. Like, I think there's a big... He, they were just cruising. They weren't, fl- they weren't under attack. They weren't trying to avoid it. Like, he was just flying before. Right. Now he was gunning it. Yeah. You know, like, there's a difference. And then also, he was staying, like, low, like, at the ships, like, whizzing it out of them, and then blasting them with fire. It's, like, it's so much harder for them. I don't know. I had no problem with the way this went, and, I like, yeah, it was sort of lame the way they were able to sneak up on them, but it's, like, catching a dragon unexpected who's not trying I to th- avoid anything is just cruising in the air. That's not impossible. Yeah, I think on a t- on for TV, I think this is fine. I think... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for a show that's more about characters and the relationships it's like the action itself has never necessarily been like the thing like the the you know it, like i could totally see this whole entire like episode being redone as like a feature film like if they wanted <laughs> sure, to do it yeah, and being yeah. like fucking amazing if they wanted yeah. to actually like shoot action cinematically i mean um, i think it was cinematic like i don't know yeah i thought it looked really it cool shot. but i, I think i think there's a difference between like having like a bigger actual committed budget oh, to sure. these cinematic set pieces yeah. As opposed to, they did it, but it's like done in a more, because they have to divvy us up over so many episodes now. It's, it's yeah. Anyways, but I agree with you, Christian. It was, This time, it, it, I know people have issues with the logistics of some of this stuff, but this does not bother me at all. It's just like, he, okay. he's angry. Drogon's angry. He's feeding off of Danny's and, you know, rage. So he's become super powered, basically. Um, and they have actual sh- strategy, which is their scorpions can't vertically go up and down really well. Right. So use that to your advantage. And so that's what they did. You know what I was thinking? Because, John, you know, we play dodgeball. And it's like when someone's just like standing on the side or if like someone's walking by, right? And I, if let's say we're not even in a game. You're just walking by. I could easily hit you with a dodgeball. You're not yeah. trying to avoid it. You don't know what's coming. It's like you're just cruising. But if you're running around at like top speed and I'm just trying to hit you with a ball, it is not fucking easy. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, so, like, like if you catch him off guard, you know, it's, like, great. Like, that's that's what happened, you know? Maybe, yeah. and, and people can critique maybe visually how it looked, but, like, the uh, point of ambushing is fine, you know? And yeah. the Iron Fleet is sneaky, and they're fast, and they have the best marksmen, you know? I was and surprised there was no Yara here. No. Mm. When we get to, I, when we get to the later scene, gone. I thought Euron's comeuppance was going to be through Yara. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, but I guess I guess this makes sense because he's the only one who's like, yeah. You also got to in a way like a threat. The Iron Islands are a fucking sail and a half <laughs> away from here. Like it's like know. going from like San Francisco to New York. And yes, but sail. all the north they waited long enough for all the Northmen to get from Winterfell to King's Landing. That's true. Foot. That's true. But at the same <laughs> time, like Yara's whole thing was like, I'm gonna hold the Iron Islands. Yeah, in case they you know, in case you know, for, uh, you know, it's it is what it is. There, um, then the other, so then the, after that, like everyone's waiting outside by the wall where the Golden Company is, and they're all waiting for. I love this. 
you know, yeah. something to start the fight. And obviously, like, you know, Drogon's going to come in. This was the one other thing. So there's a main character in the books called Young Griff. And I swear, the guy that they have ruling the Golden Company here looks just like the character that they talk about. He looks like Edmure Tully, the, ca- the guy actor who plays Edmure Tully in the show. That's... Uh, a little bit, yeah, yeah. a little <laughs> bit. Um, and the, this guy, Young Griff, is actually headed, like, he, he wants to try and take the Iron Throne in the books and he rules the golden company so Mm -hmm. this actually is like again one of those things where people are like why do they even like have all this stuff this is one of those things where i look at it and you know oh george told them how the final like thing ends like the golden company is going to get killed in a fight with the versus it'll be like the golden company and danny like are going to fight as well as like the north will fight them and so like they just had to figure out how to put all those things together like they're not going to know how they get there but i'm going to be shocked if actually there isn't a similar outcome for yeah. the books. Yeah. This feels like something the books would have set up because otherwise having this like weird guy, instead of just having soldiers, which what they would have done in the past, it's like they felt like they needed to have a uh, specific I mean, thing. It's, you need to have a representative of the Golden Company for the scene Golden that was Company in. Golden Company got wrecked. Yeah, we're in that first scene. and um, Yeah, and they got wrecked. You know, They didn't seem as strong as they were, and that's, I guess, cell swords don't. Aren't yeah. that great? But uh, yeah, so Drogon blows open the main gate, basically takes it's out awesome. all the ballistas on all the wall or all the scorpions on all the walls. Um, the the remaining northern army and unsullied charge. This looked the most when they were like first charging in and going down that main road. It looked like playing uh, Total War, like Rome, and like <laughs> when you're <laughs> when you're trying to storm like the city and like you're just going down the one main road and you're all like, right. fighting on the main roads. So. Um, they must have played that before they <laughs> visualize the scene. Um, then, okay, yeah, like, I guess generally we can talk about like all the city stuff, you know? Um, there's so many shots of random people, and I'm like, there's got to be like, these are celebrities and other random people oh, that are just probably. trying to get, uh, you know, William and Prince Harry. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, the only one I saw was Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay quarterback, is the one guy that's like, running and then he runs off to the into an alleyway as the flame is coming and then the flame like gets him too <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't, <laughs> don't know who the fuck that is but <laughs> you know just pretty big quarterback i guess but sure. you know, he's recognizable sure <laughs> he's the only one that i recognize but um yeah so just utter destruction and uh you see gray worm going off he starts killing people there's a moment when, like, basically they turn up the gore level up to, like, 9,000. Holy <laughs> shit. Some of these Lannister guys, like, <laughs> there's one, there's one, there's three consecutive Lannisters that, like, I, my jaw is on the floor. One of them, his hands just get, like, sliced right off. And then they uh-huh. cut to, like, the next guy. And someone, like, has double axes and, like, hacks at his face. And he's like, no, no. And then, the, like, within a split second, his face is torn apart. I thought the horror of this episode from everything that was happening with Drogon to the the fight, the way Grey Worm was fighting, I thought that was fucking spectacular. <laughs> I mean, it's basically like the last Robert's Rebellion. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, that's because we heard about how, like, when they took the city, it was horrible. Like, how they killed, like, everyone, raping. Like, and that's ultimately what is happening here. Um, so before we get to the, the small, quick armistice after, like, they sort of taken over, um, we should we should touch on what's happening with Jamie and Arya. Uh, you mean let's Ma- go over. 
You mean, oh yeah, Jay, oh yeah. So Jamie's trying to get to Cersei. The Hound and Arya are also trying to get up there. Yeah. So, so they sneak in. Um, and I liked the well, the music that was happening. The music beats was like this really like kind of just like heavy bass, like dun, dun, dun. like I thought the yeah. tension that was ramping up to all this was great. And at this point, though, Arya and the Hound have made it in, but Jamie was like having to go the long way around. <laughs> yeah, he had to go in the outside the back. Long in. way around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So ultimately, what happens is Drogon gets rid of all their defenses. They corner all the Lannisters. Um, you know, you see Cersei and Kyburn. She keeps being delusional, and he's like, "That's it." He's like, "It's over." Yeah, <laughs> like I gotta give it to nothing left to Lena Headley. She got paid a million an episode just to stare out windows this entire season. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they could have recorded all of her scenes in like a week. Yeah, easily. It was amazing. I did. Like, great for her and her agent. But at the same time, like, I think she has been the best performance in the whole show, and it shows in these moments, because every time you cut back to her, it's sl- just ever so slightly, she's a little bit more scared. Just And, yeah. and it's just incremental. Um, I also love the fact that, like, Kyburn has been, like, the most, like, whatever his character is like, he's been the most, like... I support you. We're going to do this. Like, we're going to fucking do this. And he comes in and is like, uh, the Scorpions are gone. The Iron Fleet's gone. We're fucked. Let's get to the, the safe house. Yeah. He's like, we yeah. need to leave. <laughs> like, we're done. She's like, no, the Red Keep won't fall. Like, he's like, we need to go. <laughs> um, then the bells ring. Yes. And at this point, like, the Lannister, had the Lannister guys thrown their... It's at this moment. That's what happens, basically, okay. before the gore fest starts. And yeah, the, the bells they, ring, and then they throw their swords. Down. Yeah, they but they them. looked like they were ready to do it already. Like, which is why, like, it was interesting because, like, they weren't fighting. They were all just like at a standstill for a moment. Yeah, they're waiting for the base of their captain to kind of be the one to give the give the order what they wanted to do. And he throws down a sword. They all do it too. John kind of looks relieved and. Um, is is Greyborn the one that starts it off, or is it Danny and, and no, Drogon? No, Danny. Okay, she's the one that Danny starts it off, and then they all decide to just keep going. But and this is the, this is the only problem I have with it because I don't have a problem with her going nuts. But she is like also killing her own people too. She was also like and killing like Dothraki and Unsullied and Northmen because they were hitting. She was just hitting everywhere. Yeah, she was like blowing up every street in her path, and she wasn't even doing it on the way to the Red Keep. Like it wasn't like she just went along the line of soldiers and was killing all the soldiers. She was just blowing up everything as she zigzagged yeah. her way up there as slow as like uh, seemingly she could. I think I think that some of that was like a lot of like to instill fear in Cersei. She wanted Cersei to be. She didn't want it to be quick. Let's just put it that way. And I think that like I mean, imagine just seeing this entire city get ruined and you, you, you don't know when that dragon's coming for you, but you know it's eventually coming for you. I mean, yeah. you see that. But I wonder if some of it was to instill fear into the North because they don't love her either and they all want to side with John. And so it's like, if they're all terrified of her, well, I mean, that's they're not the going to do anything. Fear it is, is what she said, right? Like, Yeah. But I think also, yeah, yeah. There, there, there's a, uh, She wants to instill fear on both her allies and her enemies. And I think she's also, but with the North, it's like they have a lot of pent up rage against King's Landing and yeah, of course. the people down here. And so it's, they're kind of like, hell yeah, we'll jump on board. And you can imagine like only really the people that were there. I mean, John seems kind of dismayed, but like the fucking everyone else, like even John's men are like totally down to ransack this fucking city. And so I don't know if this is, this is going to cost her with her. Closer, the closest ally she has left, 
but I think for um yeah i think i agree with john in the sense of like the the north is like hell yeah fuck yeah like burn king's line into the ground like fuck those guys yeah but then they all became animals <laughs> they just start raping and it's, looting and it's the civilians. it's like the group think they have a they have a low threshold of uh i forget the what the philosophical term is but it's like it doesn't take much to push them over the edge to yeah it's like truly like aria almost got killed by a dothraki it's like they're just like fighting each other at that point yeah, these you know, Dothraki man—they just keep popping up. They just they like, multiply now after after that battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that that's yeah. They should have had like some lines about bringing more over because she still has a ton of unsullied. She had like ninety thousand Dothraki still in Essos. Like it just would have been easier to like have some lines about that. Yeah, just to recharge. It's like yeah, bring them back over. Yeah, it's it's yeah it, but again it's like okay whatever yeah like just like yeah like whatever. <laughs> whatever um yeah so all that basically we get the horrors of war and all this destruction happening um is then do we have the jamie euron moment yeah this is when jamie euron and the hound and Arya have their scene yeah, that's all happening yeah. in, in, in yeah okay yeah, it's like it's like that thing in again like sort of in a movie in which there's two characters just somehow end up in the same like kind of fighting space and they're just like let's throw down <laughs> yeah M- my, my least favorite part of this episode was the jamie York. like who cares about this fight yep didn't need to happen no one what should have happened really was just euron finds out from Tyrion the episode before that the baby isn't his basically he should have had a moment where he confronts cersei about it before the battle she's like eh, whatever like basically comes clean he still goes out there to fight, but then when he realizes like it's fucking hopeless, he then bails and then is yeah. picked up later by Yara, like on a little paddle boat as he's trying to get away. <laughs> or just had him get burned by the dragons. I didn't yeah. need or care about a Euron and Jamie fight. And I tell you what, I was really fucking annoyed when he looked directly at the camera and said, <laughs> I'm the man that killed Jamie Lannister. I know. That pissed I me off him. so fucking much. It's, it's it's like I'm like is that nothing like this in the book. Also, it's, it's like that un- wasn't what we set up his character to be, anyways. It's unreal. It's so unreal this this character in the show. <laughs> it's so it, they like again. I'm gonna say this again. I feel like he's like a bro, like from like the northeast, yeah. like <laughs> who traveled back in time. <laughs> like like it just his his whole demeanor is just. It, there's no one else in the entire world that acts like him. No. Like you couldn't even place it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, I, I think I think that he is like the fact the fact that he's quite a different character from everyone. Like is is interesting, but yeah, I just think at the end of the day, it's like I I just wish he had been involved with the show from much earlier. He basically shows right. up out of fucking nowhere, and yep. it felt jarring at the time, and it still feels jarring now. So it's weird because I think when when he first was introduced, I like had. You know, I looked up basically who this character was in the book. And like you said, Christian, he's so badass in the book. I was like, oh, this oh, is going to be punk. great. And so it kind of set this seed in my mind that he's going to be this great character that like kind of s- helped shield me from criticism of him yeah. for like for most of the show. Whereas like if I didn't do that, I would be really annoyed with this character probably right from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. He like in the books, he destroys Old Town. Like he takes down like the Citadel. Like he's just like he's a madman. Um, it's it's insane how I don't why the fuck that shot is in that episode. The the yeah. fourth so wall break. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, I liked the Arya and the Hound true. scene. Uh, I don't. <laughs> the the Arya and the Hound scene um is really good. Yeah. When he and she calls him Sandor. Uh, this is why like everyone. I I don't know if she's gonna kill Danny. Like, part of me thinks she's like gonna just leave. Like, she's already decided she doesn't want to be in Westeros anymore. I, yeah. She decided she's abandoning her family. Like, she's not. You know, he said like, don't go for revenge. And if she does this, then she's just turning her back on everything she just decided she was gonna do. Again, immediately. again, though, like, oh, yeah. You know, I think though, like the the final shot with Arya when she sees the burned bodies, like, might change things. Also, it definitely seems from the previews for next week that she's, she's still. I didn't watch King's him. Landing. Oh well, it's a big uh, shot, but we. I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I thought that I thought that everything with uh, Sandor Clegane was fantastic this episode, and I think that he is the one character who is has somewhat been impervious to the maybe weaker writing that the show has exhibited. I think that. Yes, send off. Everything about this was just fantastic. The game ball was great. The fight was fantastic. The setting was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was amazing. Like oh, you look over their shoulders as they're fighting, and King's Landing is just burning, and there's wildfire explosions happening all over the place at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's getting to Clint game ball, I guess. So that I thought, that, yeah, this whole sequence was great with them coming down the stairs. You first had the basically earthquake. Things falling down, mm-hmm. killing some of the Kingsguard. Uh, the mountain remains with Kyburn and Cersei. Then Sandor shows up. <laughs> you have the funniest death. <laughs> oh, this the best death. This is my this is one of my favorite moments from the whole series. I agree. The death of Kyburn is one of the. Be- I, it's actually my highlight from the episode. Yep. It's yeah. so good. He's such a like Weasley little creep. I've been waiting for him to die in this series for so long, and. The way he goes out, just like Frankenstein and his monster, is just so perfect. Yep, and it's so quick. And then you, the, after that, another great moment where Cersei awkwardly just kind of tiptoes her way past him. Is like I'm, I'm gonna let you guys do I, it. Uh-huh. I loved all. I, 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 I really just fucking loved all of it. I thought that the Kyburn <laughs> yeah. death was fantastic. Cersei, even though it was quite comical, and I, I saw the episode twice, and I just la- like kind of giggled to myself. But at the same time, it's like. <laughs> These two characters at the end of the day only care about each other. And mm-hmm. I love that the like him, Sandor showing up kind of undid the the brainwashing that the mountain had. And like the fact that he is this like when Sandor knocks the helmet off and he's like, That's who you are, that's who you've always been. Like the, the he's always been just a hulking monster. Yeah. yeah. It, despite the fact that he looks like he a He looked kinda now. like uh Varys. <laughs> I mean, he looked like, I think people, when they pull the parallels of him kind of looking like Vader without the mask is totally, yeah. but yeah. You know, obviously like a big beefy. Um, like a I, liked, I also love the fact that like, we always understood that he was very um, kind of, he was this living dead character who you couldn't conventionally kill, but when the knife goes through the eye, and you're like, oh, maybe he's got him, and then it's like, nope, even his brain, like even that's not going to kill him. Ugh. I can't. I can't speak highly enough of this scene. Yeah. Do you do you think Elia Sand was still in the prison up until this scene, and then she gets yeah just yeah. crushed I by mean, the castle? 
I don't see. I don't see how she. They would have escaped or been released or anything. No. No. Like the next opening shot is her just like coming out of the rubble, being just like. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. That would have been amazing if they just cut to them in the cell as like shit is like collapsing around them and like obviously the corpse is there rotting. Her mother is like. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like Cersei probably forgot about them, so they weren't like force feeding her like they said they would. I don't know. No, they probably were. Yeah. Along with. Uh, the old, um, the nun, too, who had to look at Clegane's face. Yeah. Well, I think she died during that. That. Yeah, I think that like the act. whole thing was like they were gonna like remove bits of her one by one. She was probably dead by that point. Oh, uh, okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I like that. I mean, the when he starts to get killed, the same way that the uh, viper gets killed. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then he stabs him in the head. And he's just like, he was like, won't you fucking yeah. die? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think you should have gone for the head straight away. He did a lot of stabbing in the stomach. Clearly, well, that was his like, arm was kind of low. It was like, yeah. you know. I don't know. Yeah. But he had to work his way up to the head. Yeah. 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 I thought it was great. And then, and then uh, cool fall out the building yeah. into yep. the fire below. Yep. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Cooked. I, I thought it was I mean, perfect. Fire, no fire. They, they're both of their bodies would have just exploded on contact with the ground anyway. At that point, <laughs> yeah, but according to the Hound's prophecy, right, he had to die in fire. Was go. that a was that? Or someone told him that like he would die, or he himself was says like I would die in fire. Oh, like, maybe like I, I was born in it and I'd die in it. Yeah, maybe that's possible. So. Um, I mean, he's always had a fear of it, so of course that's how he ends up dying. Yeah. Uh. Arya has all those chase scenes. I don't know if there's a whole lot to say other than obviously the moment where you know she gets saved by someone and then she ends up trying to save them. She can't. And basically like Pompeii, like they're just bodies who've just been turned to like ash and bone. Yep. Yeah. I. And then there's just a horse hanging out. The horror of, of, of this. And I thought it was going on a little too long that like there was a lot of Arya running around, but... I think that was meant to be kind of driving home the point of like this inescapable, like no matter where you turn, you're dead yeah. in this. Yeah. People I were making a lot of uh, 9-11 references to yeah. this moment, especially with like the ash, like you said. Yeah. You said Pompeii, yeah. but I think people have used that as kind of like, oh, the, the emotional yeah. crux of. I guess I was thinking Pompeii also because if you look at the bodies, like they were like immediately fossilized like the bodies in Pompeii were. Yeah. yeah. From all the pyro, what is it, pyroclastic ash? I think it's called the pyrotechnics. Pyroclastic flow. Pyrotechnics. <laughs> pyrotechnics. <laughs> yeah, I uh, know. Uh, absolutely. I mean, the imagery here conjures up so many different things, and uh, again, the horror of of it was like I was definitely mm-hmm. scared, and I also thought that I thought oh, this is going to be too on the nose, but when the fire like spills into like she it's like as the drogon is burning that mother and child and Arya's made it around the corner and then the shot pans and like the wall is burned i was like yeah. oh shit Arya's gonna have a burn on her face like the hound and oh uh, she did escape that i i understand why and i do think it would have been very on the nose but at the same time i'm like wow it's amazing that this whole wall is charred as fuck and you are just like you're looking great i don't know like she had some blood but like she was doing great. good news is she could get another face it's like yeah it, it would be really funny if she like stands up and there's like an outline of her body in the wall of like yeah. a clear space of, like... <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so she um i guess we'll just wrap up with her but then we'll talk about cersei and jamie but um she when she kind of stumbles out 
in this kind of basically like almost everyone's dead or people that didn't get out of the city are dead. Um, she finds a random horse who yeah. a lot of people are saying could be Bran warging into an animal. Bran. Helps, sorry, Bran. Yeah. You always do that. I thought it was Bran. Oh, Bran is a wog. <laughs> He's like, I couldn't get high gotten, but I'm going to get something better. I'm going to get become a horse. That horse looked yeah. fucked too. Like they cut to its legs. Like yeah, it well, it would look like it was in the, the horse shape. looked fine. It was just covered in everyone else's uh, blood. It seemed to be kind of hobbling or something. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, it probably wasn't fine. <laughs> it was probably, probably like ooh, it's <laughs> trying to like step through like uh-huh. all these people, and it's just like yeah. I don't like yeah, this. It wasn't a good day for the horse. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, I I do like. I mean, and everyone guessed this, but. Danny has that vision in the second season in the House of the Undying of the throne and it's winter and it's snowing and like the the throne room is melted, but clearly it was just ash. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know. Another another thing we have to point to the fact that this was how it was going to end, whether it felt rushed or not. Like this was yep. a turn that was always going to happen. Yeah. Um, uh. So Jamie finds Cersei. Cersei. Uh. On the way down, he's like, I can help you get out. We'll go through the base of the crypts where the dragon crypts are to get mm-hmm. out. Uh, they get down there, and every exit's blocked, and everything's caving in. I was kind of hoping that Bronn would be there. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you better give me high guard, and even though everything's going to shit. He's like, but I can't be in the same room with Lena Headley. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. So You know about that, Chris? Yeah, everyone knows about that. It's- <laughs> so annoying. I liked. I liked it's how. So I thought it was. I don't think it was necessarily like the best. I I thought it was great how they they went. No, but this is part of the thing where I think George said the end of the series will be bittersweet, and it's because like all the bad people will be gone, but like also good people are going to die, and like you're not going to get like the. We I didn't think we were going to get the satisfying ending we wanted of like seeing Jamie turn good and like take down Cersei or Tyrion finally take her down. No, Danny. yeah, like. It, all this stuff's going to be bittersweet. And I think seeing Danny get her goal and then having it stripped from her because she, she's a psycho is also going to be bitter. Like yeah. that's the whole thing is going to end. Like, and I, and I totally probably many when, ways. when it was that last moment and he's holding her and she, she's basically broken down crying. Like, I don't want to die in this whole facade. She's just Jamie. She doesn't have to, <coughs> excuse me. She doesn't have to, she doesn't have to have a facade anymore. It's just Jamie she's with at this point. Like, and she breaks yeah. down. Like, this is what like Lena Headey's worth that five million up until that she's cost up until this point for this this performance yeah. that we yeah. have in this scene alone. <laughs> and I like the idea that like a lot of people are like, oh, I wanted I wanted Drogon to stare her down and burn her. No, she's buried under like feet and feet of rubble. No one will ever know how she died, and that is like the kind of just you know like the 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 ending for her and and a lot of people were like oh like she was very like um kind of relatable this episode or you know we we had a lot of sympathy for her i i think we should have had a scene where you know we she still her evil self i'm like bitch if you don't haven't had enough of that shit up until this point yeah what are you talking yeah, about she's been her and and Jamie have done evil thing or like heinous things since season one together in the name of love yeah and, and i so i gotta also just say um disappointed in kyburn for losing his creativity he really should have um put like 
capsules of wildfire in the end of all the scorpion arrows. So he could have just been shooting like bombs. <laughs> just saying. Explosive arrows, yeah. Just feel like they could have they could have up to their game. He didn't have enough there. time. He if he had more time, he would have somehow retrofitted that. He's probably working on something creepy in the meantime. Dude's a dude's a perv. He should have also invented a metal like back of skull cap thing so he could like protect his head uh-huh. when he gets sh- shoved into the back of the rock. <laughs> <laughs> I was, so John, of course, and this is like the last major thing, but John tells the Northman to retreat and to stop. He even kills a Northman when he yeah. sees one Big trying moment, to like rape yeah. a woman. Yeah. Um, and he gets Davos too. Like he and Davos look at each other. So they're clearly like out on this. Um, that's going to be a big deal because Grey Worm sees him do this and is also not happy about it. Uh, which it's like, is that really treason? I wouldn't call that treason. At this point, it's like, yo, we took the city. Like, I'm telling my men to stop killing everyone and raping. Like, aren't these the people that you hate? Like, you're why are you making your people the people that you hate? I think I think you know? it's a, I think it's definitely a continuation of this. Uh, the relationship that uh, John and Danny have had this season, where he hasn't necessarily performed treason, but he definitely hasn't been acting in her be- in her best interest. And so, I mean, we've got... Well, yeah. Uh, I mean... Is that true? Well, no, not... Uh, I mean, I'm just saying, like, The only these thing moments, he did like, against her was tell his sister, right, which was stupid. Like, the, the, that, that is what mainly I'm, I'm referencing to. I think, like, that, this moment where he's trying to convince people to not get in on the bloodshed, but, I mean, it's, it only takes, like, a matter of seconds. Like, what happens is he's holding them back, and then the Lannister tries to attack him, so he's engaged in combat, and everyone's like, "All right, fuck it, let's go!" <laughs> like, you know, I yeah. think that uh, I think that he, the things where he has quote unquote betrayed Danny have not been treason, but they've not, you know. I mean, we've got a whole another hour and a half to, you know, of this of the fallout of this episode to delve into that. Um, so yeah, I really thought we'd get the final shot would be Danny sitting like on the throne or something like that, or like coming. Yeah, into that'll the be next room. week, I guess. Anyway, you know. We'll we'll have to see that next week, um, and I'm hoping I don't know. It would have been cool. I think uh, I want to see Danny like I want to see John take on Danny, and she sends Drogon on him, and then uh, Drogon tries to set him on fire, but it just burns his clothes off, and then like naked John kills Danny. Last shot of the show, John's dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I thought I was under the impression that Danny was like that was an exclusive thing she had. It wasn't all Targaryens are impervious to fire. It was just. Her I mean, it's not even it's not even in the books. It was one time in the books, sure. and then other than that, it doesn't work. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Because like her. So. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's different, but her brother was like drenched in gold and died. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna it, kill you. It's just. <laughs> yeah, it's different, but yeah. It's one of the. It's actually. It's one of the reasons actually that I think people are so upset with Danny's turn is because in the show they just made her a lot more likable than the character is supposed to be so that it's easier to excuse all her shortcomings often so then now people like forgot about them because they're like oh well like she's magic she's she's supposed to do this why is she being bad now it's like well actually she's they just she's such a fun character that they made her too likable also what also in the books that like it's told from you know each chapter is from the perspective of the character and so you are way more in tune with that that inner monologue that's happening like when yeah. danny goes into the fire in season one like she when she steps out like she thinks she's a fucking dragon like when she says like she's the mother of dragons right. she thinks that's because they're a dragon. And I think like there's a lot more hyperbole in the show because we're not 
hearing like that inner voice that the book is able to there's just there's just something that the book things that the book can do that the show just can't get across in the time that they have yeah so that's why because you can't you can't hear inside their head yeah well, which was interesting because when we had the pre, you know pre, previous on Game of Thrones, there's the shot from the end of last week where she's looking at Cersei right after she's murdered Missandei, and then they have quotes playing over of all the shit. Her head, yeah. Like the the mad, and I'm like, that was very effective in that moment, and it's you know, th- I mean that's that wouldn't have worked in the episode, but you know, it, it yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> so. um, there's still one prophecy left for the show which is Mira Mazdur's prophecy um so Danny has uh the treachery once for blood once for will once for love and then remember I suggested Tyrion was gonna betray her because that he's actually the one because he, he's it's perfect then his like he fits that whole thing and I think that was the point was that like he actually did it for blood for his family for gold because it's like the golden Targaryens and because of the love of his family like that was essentially, I think, covered all three, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, but there's still also the prophecy about her having a child again. Danny. Yeah, and she could be pregnant with John's kid, and that's the kid's gonna be on the throne, baby. Well, okay. So, um, keep talking while I look this <laughs> up because I got to get the actual. Um, Sorry, it's annoying yeah, when it's hard to Yeah, in stuff. terms of, you know, like everything, the vitriol that I've been seeing about this episode and how I feel about the episode itself, like it really reminds me of The Last Jedi in the sense of like things were happening to characters that people were not expecting that they'd had their meant, you know, they'd had these ideas built up in their head of what was going to go down and it didn't go down how they planned. And then on top of that, for me personally, like The Last Jedi has some of the most visually and uh, storytelling-wise, some of the most satisfying moments in all of those movies. And I felt that way about this episode. I think Clegane Bowl, everything to do with the Hound, um, and uh, Drogon attacking the city, like seeing the dragon, like the explosive power. I I just think that this episode definitely had some moments that were some of the best the show has ever had. Yeah. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, the sort of criticisms of right now and in this episode has been a carryover from i think the end of the long night episode three where i think that big subversion of the night king sort of demise has kind of set sort of a a movement of people who are being now just overly negative Uh from since then and it's sort of just unfortunately because remember the week before in episode two this season, everyone was like, this is the best episode of Game of Thrones ever. Like people, yep. uh-huh. it was the long night that t- turned it around. And look, I understand, like essentially at this point, the Night King solely existed to deplete Danny's forces. But, you know, if you think of it just like that, like there's a lot that like the Night King did mean and like that, how that story affected these characters. Uh, not just in a plot sense and like an actual like character development sense. And I mean, Christian puts it right. If Danny had just fucking gone to King's Landing in the, from the get go, none of this would have What she wanted to happened. do. She wanted to just fly in, kill Cersei. And she was like, I'll have the throne. We'll be done. Like she would have just lined up all of the Lannister yeah. people. Like she did that one time and like, join me or I'll kill you. But instead she's like, well, now I have to kill everyone. Yeah. Like, and, and you know, and and that's the thing is like it's not just it's not just Missandei's death 
that is going through her head right before she burns King's Line to the ground. It's the fact that like Cersei pledged her allegiance to them and she lost almost she lost everyone. She lost Drora because of that. And I think it was also about getting retribution on the city as a whole and not just yeah. Cersei. Yep. Yep. Well, what was the thing? That's you, it, uh, I think. <laughs> then you have something you wanted to look up? Did you? Oh, it was just like there's a there's a thing about the sun uh, rising in the west and setting in the east. Mirror Master about like when her womb will quicken again. Because remember, even John was like, "How do you know that like you can't have kids?" Um, but obviously, these prophecies are never exactly the way they're said. They're always it's like we don't know that the sun and this is what I've been saying now for a couple of weeks is like what if the sun she's talking about is her son Drogon, her child Drogon. So what if it's about her returning to Essos from Westeros uh, or about Drogon returning to Essos? Maybe it's about Drogon having children, new dragon eggs. I don't know. I I feel like Drogon's been a lot of people are going to die in the next episode, but I don't think it's going to be as many as people think. We're not going to have another big battle, I no. don't believe. It's going to be like the it's going to be like how all the finales are where it is it's still a big spectacle, it's still but it's not the penultimate. It's going to yeah. be we're do, we're doing the end of the Hunger Games here people. It's going to yeah. be Oh god. <laughs> I think Grey Worm is going to take his people and and go back to Essos. I think he, he cuz remember he was talking like to Masande like well, what are we going to do here? Like, the Unsullied, like, we don't belong here. So I think Grey Worm's going to be like, hey, cool, we gave you what you wanted. Now you can rule. Like, we're done. Like, I think he wants no part of this. Um, because otherwise... He, he seems like, pretty invested, abandoned... though. Huh? He seems pretty invested in her at this point. Yeah, but unless he... Uh, how do you take down Danny and then also deal with the fact that there's all those Dothraki and Unsullied? Like, I feel like she has to lose more people still. She has a dragon. Like... Yeah, there has to be a reason that she would get abandoned, and I think it's because like Grey Worm's no longer unsullied. Like he has a name, he has like Togo feelings, Noga. he cares about things. <laughs> you know, he found a, found I a mean, replacement. Look, I'm really, he is sullied. I'm yeah. really fascinated to see how this fucking plays out next week. I really yeah. cannot wait. Well, according to your original guest, Tom. Oh God. You said who will rule Winterfell? You put other, so not Arya, Bran, Sansa, Tyrion, or Jon. For Winterfell. Uh, and who will sit on the Iron Throne? You also put other, not Danny, John, Tyrion, Jamie, Arya, Cersei, the Night King, Sansa. All right. Um, well, we'll see what fucking happens. <laughs> I think that's correct, actually. I think you'll get that second one right because I don't think, I don't know if there's yeah. going to be. I, put, I put other as well. Yeah. I think that's correct. But I think Sansa's going to end up. Sansa's like, I'm staying in Winterfell. Have fun. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's a simple thing of like uh, the fucking South gets decimated to the point where they're basically like, all right, I guess Winterfell is the new. You know, maybe it is like not the Iron Throne, but well, it's probably going to get split into two. Westeros is well, I think you know it's going to get split into two, where you know Winterfell will probably control the North, and maybe even like River Run, the Airy. Oh, that's their new spinoff. That's their new Confederate. The next Game of Thrones. Yeah, and then North but, versus South Westeros. But then the South is going to be uh, <laughs> the South. Then is going to be owned by Dorne, like because Dorne is still pretty powerful. They still have a pretty big army. And they have this Prince of Dorne, apparently, they, they said off screen. So, um, you know, so and then they're going to control like High Garden, all the kind of southern things, or or maybe Gendry's going to pop up there. Yeah. Do the, something. Yeah. Who do you, Chris, who do you think's going to die in the final episode? Oh, God. Um. <clears throat> okay, let's just go through some of them. Danny, I definitely think she's going down. I if she survives, I'm going to be shocked. I'm going to say no. 
I'm going to think they're going to subvert expectations. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that it's more likely than not that she'll die, but at the same time, I don't think it's a lock. Uh, how about Jon Snow? <sighs> well, he's already died once, so... I don't think he's going to die. I think he will, because... Maybe him and Arya just go sail off together. No, so the reason why too, I think he might die is that when he was talking with... When people were asking him about, like, you know, why did he come back? Like, why was he brought yeah. back? He was brought back for a purpose. And so I think he technically has been... He, he died. Like, and now yep. it's like there's a really specific reason why he's coming back to keep living for that reason. But I and think so that, that that was always tied to the Night King. No, I think the reason he was brought back was is to kill Danny. Interesting. But I, I think, I think, I think that's, he'll perish doing so. Let me, let me put it this that's way. That's possible. I think the... Honestly, the most interesting ending now is, I mean, I'm not going to say that because I'm just a dude, but I think that Danny remaining on the throne and it being like she's now become part of the wheel is actually a very interesting ending. And it like nothing has changed with her and it is the cycle is repeating itself. You know, I, I think that yeah. it, it's an interesting ending because I thought at first Cersei remaining on the throne was going to be the most interesting thing, but Danny breaking bad and fucking being on the throne. I think the least interesting thing is John killing Danny and John reluctantly becoming king. Yeah. Oh, I don't think he'll become king. I think he's going to kill Danny but not accept it. He already he he's such a man of his word. That's the thing mm-hmm. that he's going to be like, "I'm sorry I had to do this, but I still won't take your seat." Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Don't worry, I will be the king. I know you you didn't want me to be king. I will." Do it. <laughs> but you you but you also can't be queen. Sorry. Yeah. So does anyone like maybe he'll kill her and take his own life, like which is what everyone thought Jamie would do with Cersei. Yeah, that made less and less sense as the episode went on for sure. Uh, Do you think there's a reality Um, in which both of them are dead? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You guys. I think there's a reality both dead, but I think I think John's going to sacrifice himself. Yeah, that's very possible to do something, and then, but I do think that Danny's going to be the the twist is that she's actually going to survive, and she may change back. She realized, oh wait, I wasn't wasn't really supposed to happen like this. Well, I'm I going mean, to like leave Kate now. Robert and his Bye. men did so many horrible things. Like yeah. the mountain fought for the Robert's rebellion. Yeah, but then like when he ruled, like what was the worst thing King Robert did when he ruled? Like he hoarded and he spent a lot of money. But like the <laughs> Westeros wasn't in war. Like it was peace. Yeah, yeah. you yeah, know they were they were slaughtered. Tywin committed a mon- monster. You know, and and yeah. and then you think back to Aegon showing up in Westeros, like this whole, like oh, this right. claim to the throne, like it was only three hundred years ago. Like there's been a substantial history here. Like this guy fucking showed up and murdered everyone, and, and people have yeah. a very fond memory of him. Like people like think that he was an incredible ruler. So I don't think it's as cut and dry as Danny. You know, showing up like I mean, what she did this episode was fucked up, and like, yeah, I definitely think from an emotional standpoint, we're very much of like she shouldn't be, but like, you know, she takes what she wants with fire and blood, and who's to say that once the once the dust is settled, the Westeros that she brings about isn't some there isn't like another three hundred years of peace, right? You know, like right, yeah. yep, absolutely. Uh, okay, Tom. If you, uh, people want to connect with you, how can they do that? Uh, I am Great Britom on every platform available to man, Dothraki, Dragon, anywhere that you want to get in contact. Unless you're a woman. Right, Just yeah. Just for men, no. Dothraki, <laughs> and dragons. There's female dragons, I'm sure. 
I don't even know if they are male or female. I would think that they are like very Jurassic Park like, and they could flower. You know, they could switch Mm. genders. Yeah, I would think uh, that's that's just my guess. That's my hope because otherwise we're not getting any dragon babies. Life (laughs) finds a way. Oh uh, man, no. what if Jeff Goldblum showed up at this last episode? Uh, uh, I'm so. in for it. Only if he shows up in character as um, the character from Thor 3. Yeah, just the Grandmaster. Like, he yes. just shows up with his staff and he's like melting people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you thought, uh, you thought uh, uh, Daenerys was bad. Just uh, wait until <laughs> you see what I've... Uh, my <laughs> I'm here for, he's like i'm here for the orgy <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh yeah you can find me on different platforms either at at the john at that john murphy or at the john paul murphy so and i am christian underscore hume we are hashtag watch world and john do you have a quote to end the episode the greater the risk the greater the reward <laughs>